Welcome to Holeback Rack Podcast. My name is Jessica Hare. I operate Hare Hollow Farm, and we breed boas, balls, and select colubrids. Hi, I'm Jenna King. I operate ASM Royal Tails, and I breed high-end ball pythons. We want to share our journey navigating herpetoculture and are dedicated to promoting biohazard safety for all species. And we would love you to answer the question, what's in your holdback rack? 40. 40, bitch. Wait, are we recording? We are now. <laughs> Wait, do we need to say that all again or was it was it happening while I was talking? I'm okay with it staying in just like that. Okay. Sorry, but it's a not safe for work podcast. I may have already swore. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> we should have a little swear jar for when Jana swears prior to the not safe for work announcement. You have to put in uh, ball pythons. Yeah. Have to give away ball pythons yeah. to our to our viewers. That would be pretty funny, actually. That would be pretty funny. Do you know Shane Kelly of Small Town Exotics somehow still sponsors this podcast? Yeah, he does. Mm-hmm. I always just pick something random that he's doing that seems the most interesting. But this week, did you see his clutch that pipped? I sure didn't. Jan's been busy, everybody. Real busy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was a super mm. inchy hypo desert ghost or a super pastel hypo het desert ghost. To a pastel spot nose het clown pos het hypo. And here was what was weird about it. One of the animals was neither inchy nor pastel. Was it her first year or did she go last year and it could have retained It was her first her? year. Huh. So was that one a hearth no baby? Maybe. Like if it had chosen. Is it, is it female? I didn't ask that one. I just assumed that the super inchy was not super inchy. Because that's sort of a notorious, in DG Hypo, like they look really reduced, just one copy of Inchi. But I didn't look at his mail or anything. I just wanted to think of what you thought it could be. No and thoughts? This is the first clutch, the first clutch that's out, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, I actually did see that. I just didn't know the pairing. The one that he's bathing. <laughs> oh, come on. You gotta lube him up, he says. <laughs> Gotta lube them up. All right. Teach their own. I don't lube anything up, though. I don't either. Yeah, no, I did see that clutch. I just didn't realize it was from a super. There's definitely a, a normal in there. Mm-hmm. Just chillaxing, going, what the F are you from? Yeah, I just thought it was interesting that he got a normal, and I, I don't know why. If it was a female, since the mom was just... Het clown and pos head hypo. You could have just gotten a normal from her that is a Parthenon production. But I almost think it's like one of the dads isn't a super, actually. Because of how... Like, have you ever seen those super inchy pastel and or super inchy super pastel desert ghosts on Morph Market? No, I don't see those on Morph Market. I don't spend a lot of time looking at Right, this ghosts. was like last year or whatever. A bunch oh, of okay. them were up. They just... They all almost look the same... Because Desert Ghost is so reducing, it's just like... It's hard to tell. Yeah, so maybe super... the Super Inchy isn't a Super Inchy. I don't know. Just wild speculation. Check out Shane Kelly on YouTube, Instagram, Morph Market for all of your Desert Ghost needs. Or yeah. Hyper Desert Ghost. That's a bummer because I'm sure that he thought he was going to know exactly who the dad was. And now... Hmm. <laughs> 
I like to shoot myself in the foot like that too. It's lots of fun. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> take, take luck with that. <laughs> Thanks, Shane. We did get a five-star review from Gray's Family Reptiles. Did thank you, know? you. Right. Thank you. Mm. He did a post yeah. on World of Ball Pythons. Must About been, us? Yeah, like nine, ten days ago now. Yeah, I did not. Talking see about that. the podcast, and then he tested all this stuff. Remember? I did see. Yeah. I did see that he posted uh, on his page and like shouted us out on his page. And then he posted it to World of Ball Pythons, and then like, well, that's rad. Forty people or something. Point is, the only thing that makes a podcast get uh, offered to people is reviews. For some reason, it's unlike anything else. It's not views or downloads or listens or whatever. It's only reviews. So thank you for Gray Family Reptile. I'm glad you liked it and we appreciate your five-star review. So if somebody else wants to do a five-star review for a shout-out, gladly. If it's a one-star, sorry. (laughs) No no shout-out. No shout-out. We may mention that that some jerk gave us a one-star review. (laughs) Did somebody give us a one-star review? No, no, no. Yeah? That'd be funny. Okay. Like, you, we won't say your name, but we may we may rag on you a bit. Yeah, we'll send you, like, poop in the mail. Ball python poop. <laughs> We've got a lot of that. If we haven't shouted you out and you gave a five-star review, just screenshot it and send it to us because we're too decrepit mentally to keep track of what's going on. And if you're a new person and want to leave a five-star review, we'll shout you out. But uh, besides right. that, let us know. Yeah, be kind. Jessica's moving across the country, and Jana's just always a hot mess. So be kind. All right. Jana. Yes. You've asked for it, and now you're getting it. Ooh, I'm getting it twice. Double penetration <laughs> duty. Oh. You've been I... elevated from BJ duty to DP duty. How does that make you feel? Excited. <laughs> <laughs> I put a dumb mm. meme in here because I don't know how many like barbecues or like, you know, the Air Force gets together to get the spouses. And I'm just like, yeah, snakes have two penises and everybody does it. And nobody can stop themselves. And it's like a pathological problem. Have you? When I it, do it so often. Right? <laughs> you don't know what to say or you're at a restaurant chatting with your with your waiter know the snakes have two penises right you just I mean, gotta mix just, it up sometimes you just gotta throw it out there i i don't can't stop so <laughs> i made i made penis notes and now here we are we're deep balls deep and penis notes balls deep and you all and wanted this and jana wanted it jana's on dp duty look call her up it's on the docket okay we're talking about squamates because it turns out squamates so lizards and snakes share the power of two penises did you know? So we're doing both today. We're not snake specific. They're so lucky. <laughs> <laughs> Hemipenes, plural. Hemipenis is singular, but most people don't actually use the right word. Have you ever what heard anyone say hemipenis? No. Mm-hmm. Everyone but says hemipen and hemipenes. Yes. But it's hemipenis. Right. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, it doesn't matter as usual. We just make shit up. And I, you just have to accept. It's so much funny to say hemi peen rather than hemi, hemi penis. Right, I have That's a peen so feeling. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hemi penis sure. is a lot more work. But if you wanted to be accurate, 
each half of the unit is a hemipenis. Guess what, guys? Each hemipenis has its own testicle. Isn't that exciting? (laughs) So this is where our world is missing out, is that they have a penis for each of their balls. How rad is that? Right, and the people didn't know mammals join forces before exiting the penis, their sperm, from both testes. But squamates have chosen a different path. It sort of plays in down a little bit, but it's it's just like a fun fact at this point. One hemipenis, one testy. So hemipenes are stored inverted in the base of the tail, like it, literally inside out. Is that weird? Yes, it's very weird. Because <laughs> like a dog penis or a bull or is sort of sucked back in and then averted straight out. I mean, it's quite common in nature to have it packaged that way. I just, that's not what we're used to. <laughs> well, they don't, they don't, they're not always packed in, in inside out like that either. <clears throat> Depends on the animal. Even though they have two, Jana, they can only use one at a time. How does that make you feel? Oh, man. <laughs> can we just leave that till the end? You just ruined it all for me. Right. It's okay, though. There's a benefit Why? to it. Why are they only using one at a time? Because the ladies can only accept one at a time. I, I mean, give her a choice at least. <laughs> or there can't be two ladies at one time. Also, he must choose there one penis be. and one cloaca to put it into. Officially. What? So is it worth dual wielding penises? Maybe. I'm going to try to convince you that it is worth it. No, it's not worth it. This is lame (laughs) extra baggage. (laughs) Now I'm really sad. Really sad. Can they only put one out at a time? Unless, like, we force it out, like, when we're sexting? Sexting. (laughs) What was Jenna doing today? Um, Unless we're (laughs) sexting them? They can avert both of them at the same time. They just choose not to. Like in garter snakes, some of them are, some species are biased to the right hemipene. So that testy and hemipene is bigger. So they don't use them equally. They're like right-handed, but for penis. Interesting. So the mm-hmm. other one's kind of like just in case. <laughs> yeah, ba- ba- a backup. Back a little burner. backup kidney. <laughs> mm-hmm. Most snakes, both hemipenes are the same size and the testes are the same size. I'm assuming you would agree. You've looked at a lot of penis in your life. Yeah, yeah. I mean more since I met you. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) Probably not as much penis as you see, but I do, I do look now Mm -hmm. much more than I looked before. It's not voyeuristic though, everybody. No, no, no. In a very um, clinical trying to learn, especially in males that I want to start breeding and following their peen development to make sure that they're ready to start trying to pair. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a very distinct difference between an immature peen and a mature peen. There's no internal channel for sperm to flow. There's a groove up the side of the hemipenis that sperm must travel called sulcus spermat... Spermaticus? So it's like Spartacus? Spermaticus. I know, I just couldn't get it out. <laughs> Spermaticus. 
which is the best spell in Harry Potter. <laughs> wait, wait, that's really a spell? No. I'm just... Oh, okay. Sulk is Hermeticus! <laughs> right? Baby snakes, bitch! The top of the channel is formed by the female's body. That's interesting. Right, so there's no, like, internal channel that they're blowing their load through or whatever. That's why they have to stay locked up, because the little spermy friends need to actually travel themselves up that sort of channel that the female's body is, like, closing off and then make it somewhere important. So that's why the sexing is long and often. Even in something where it's shorter, like a corn snake, they still need to stay locked up for it to work. So there's a lot of evolutionary pressure on the morphology of a hemipenis. Some of them have folds, and ridges for her pleasure, but some of them have hooks, barbs, and like <laughs> multi-pronged heads that sort of lock in there. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa, it gets that intense. Got crazy. Like a little bull pythons, little wieners, they're just almost, they have ridges on the the top, but they're very cylindrical. Yeah. Right. So they're not like heavy, but like garter snakes, big hooks, giant barbs that like go in there and like flex out and get stuck. That lady's going nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> right. She's in it for the long haul once she's committed. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> so You're going to hang out till I decide we're done. <laughs> So there are like dragonflies where their genitalia is literally sort of lock and key. Like only one other set of genitalia can fit in her junk. So it's not quite as advanced of like a genitalia differentiation. And there's no like rape prevention techniques like in ducks where they have false bottoms. (laughs) (laughs) False bottoms. To their... Reproductive I don't know track. what you're talking about, but you, you're going to have to share now with the group. You want to learn about duck rape? Are we ready for that? Yes, 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 we are. In birds, um, penises have unevolved a lot, a lot. So female birds are like, I don't actually really want you to have a penis. It appears to be like sexual selection. So while Jana might be into DP duty, a chicken is not roosters do not have a penis anymore they do what's called like cloacal kissing where the cloacus meet they share some spermy duck scissoring well ducks rape each other let's put it that way most ducks have like an extremely long extremely weirdly mobile corkscrew penis and in some ducks the penis has become so derived it's longer than the duck i know a lot of people who would be jealous of this feature of a duck. And and so the duck has to like manipulate the female into allowing it to successfully copulate the hen. And he basically, they, there's a lot of rape is what I'm getting at. So the female's ducks to like enforce their own sort of selection pressure against the males have started to evolve more and more complicated vaginas that have like trap doors that like... <laughs> <laughs> it's not really like a like a porticus falling down over a, yeah it's not like that like but like a, like a dead end like he thinks he's going to like where babies come from but he's actually just blowing his load in somewhere where she can just like it's not important and so there's like a anti-rape gender selection 
pressure because she might not want him. She might want somebody who's better at making a nest or has nicer boobs, duck boobs. Who didn't rape her. <laughs> who didn't rape her. A gentler man. And so there's that sort of pressure could be happening in reptiles, but it's not as advanced as it is in ducks. Because okay, snakes fight. store sperm, which is part of the answer of why there's two. Sites of sperm storage in lizards and snakes include both the anterior vagina and the infundible blah 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 <laughs> what's out there jessica infundibulum yes that it's like a, a modified section of the oviduct humans have one too just different interesting mm -hmm. vaginal receptacles are found in between longitudinal folds snakes and in tubes formed by Invagination. Invagination. <laughs> invagination. It rhymes with imagination, everybody. In case you of the ever... epithelial in lizard. I don't know why I make you read all the hard ones, mostly because it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> because it makes good content that uh, Jana can't say these words. Hey, no. you wait till I graduate, and then I'm going to be able to say all kinds mm -hmm. of really cool sciencey words. Because they're stored in different places in different squamates, they may have evolved, been lost, and then re-evolved multiple times as like different things became like a hot option in the squamate sperm storage paradigm. And we don't know, A, a lot about this. Like, why do they select someone? Which boy toy is the best? And how they're like, this one's good. I'm mean, like, chuck that sperm out and like substitute it. We, we have no idea what process that is, how much of that is like by will or not by will on accident. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Is it, yeah. Is it genetic based? Is it chance based? Is it, does she really go, hmm, he smelled funny. <laughs> right. And she made it. Let's made use not... a stored sperm from 10 years ago. <laughs> right. She may like have no like willful intention to it no active participation in the process at all it could just happen and she's just like okay just like just along for the ride right i mean you have a period and you're like okay i guess i'm just gonna bleed to death for a while yeah you didn't sign up for that it just happens so it's probably what's happening at snakes but no one knows like what triggers each part of the process or why it happens we'll know probably 200 years from now when all snakes are extinct but before then just know that it can happen and it can happen for a long time but because it happens boy snakes know that they don't know if they're gonna father that female's babies they don't know that because there's delayed fertilization because she can store sperm competition somehow within her body or within her storage areas and somehow she's making choices internally some of the time where she's like into it or not into it so all of that means that the male is motivated to um, spread their seed far and wide, Jana. Just far and wide. <laughs> <laughs> Any hot single snakes in his area, he's clicking that email. Click. It does, he knows it's spam. Swiping. He's probably. swiping only one, one way. <laughs> right. He needs to Which take all the shots. Go to the plate and swing. No matter what, it's a foul ball. It's not even in the field anymore. He's still going to swing every time. So because that's true, and the refractory period, we know about this, Jana, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And human mm -hmm. men even, mm-hmm, mm takes way too long. Well, in snakes, it, in squamates, it can take days. Days, Jana. 
where that testie is not ready to go. You know, it's sounding less and less appealing to me. (laughs) (laughs) But wait, the snakes and lizards have an option. Their second gun in the holster. Because they didn't use it yet, they didn't use that testy yet, it is loaded and ready to go. If another partner comes along and needs some TLC. If that hoe trumps in, then um, he's ready to go, but he's not going to go twice for you. (laughs) Right. Yes. He doesn't know if that female even likes him. So he doesn't want (laughs) to give his full basket of eggs to her. He wants to spread it out. So he will keep half of his ammo in the holster, use half on you, and wait for tramp number three to walk by or 47 or whatever number he's on now. And then apply penis to that as well. There's a cute study with a Knowles where they like, I mean, I don't know how cute it is, but they just applied like masking tape. So he would lock once and he would try to use the second side, but they would tape up that side. And they actually like recorded his like sperm count was way down. He'd still try, but he needed to use his backup holster even days later. Otherwise, his sperm count was really falling with each lock. So that's why they have two penises, Jana. Because they need all the options. They need time to regenerate the goods. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, there's some, like, obvious... If one of them gets lost and damaged or whatever, you at least have some penis left. It's definitely advantageous for a female to pair with many males and use her own metrics for mate selection to pick a suitable sire for her offspring. How many males have you paired with? That's a deeply personal <laughs> question. You first. Don't answer it. I'm just being funny. Uh, Do you feel like you did good mate selection with all those pairings? No. See, if you were a snake, you would have had all kinds of tools to choose based on all the properties that you would need. They were good. Yeah, you could have saved it from like old relationships. You have you have any idea how much like drama that would cause in our world if you could just be like, you know what? I hate my husband's face today. I'm gonna go in and. Grab Scoop some out some old sperm, sperm. <laughs> and have some uh, some of Bill's kids. Oh, you know, yeah. like whoa. I don't know. Whoa it probably there. would make people nicer to each other because then paternity sure. wouldn't I... matter, right? It, you're you're pair bonding because you like each other, not because you need to Genetic sire material. offspring. Yeah, whatever. No, for sure. We're getting heavy. All right. <laughs> so some snakes do mate guarding, like Western Diamondbacks. But in my opinion, this will always be my opinion, I think multiple males, you should attempt to use them on females every year if you can. Same genetics or close. Like you you have like a primary male and a backup male or whatever. A chump male and a preferred male. Because she literally could be like, I don't really want any of his sweet baby batter. And you ruin it by not giving her choice. Right. I've actually been learning about the... garters and breeding and stuff and they actually recommend a reversed trio rather Mm. than or a two two instead of just the one male because sometimes the females are large and aggressive and they don't let the male give up that sweet juice so it's good to have two trying to mate with that one girl if she's i believe you garters are very weird they actually have males that smell like females but are males that are there to distract other males. Interesting. In some species. They know that they're supposed to emerge from a hibernacula. And there should be like a mega shit ton of them fucking all at once. So uh, any way you could stack the odds to have an orgy 
of spiked penises going wild. That sounds good to me. Sounds like it matches their biology just fine. Yeah. So if you wanted like one, three colonies and then you combine them all into two, six or three, six, sounds good to me. And some snakes, like, obviously they do male combat, like Western diamondbacks and right, yeah, diamonds and carpets. But they might need male combat to feel sexy get it about in themselves. The mood. Yeah. <laughs> if you can't That's get so it up because you don't believe in your ability to get it up, then what? What are you doing there? Right. So it's it part part of it might be like they kind of the gar, little gar snakes need a sort of tag teamer like tire her out by like everybody jumping on her all at the same time yeah yeah for sure because i was talking to um dunn i can't remember his first name but it's garters done right and he said that that's this where a lot of people who are trying to breed garters go wrong is that they don't have they have it like one two and that little male just can't do two by himself yeah i believe it the other there's other species where like like candoya they're pretty well known for needing her being like, I don't want to fuck unless there's like multiple dudes here. Like definitely it has to be a party. Action. Right. She yeah. wants her selection of boy toys to even get her to ovulate. doesn't matter if they'll lock all day. And some of them it's not quite, you know, like ball pythons don't need multiple males. But there's obviously mate preference in ball pythons too. They And boas also. They'll be like, fuck this guy. He's not um stacked you know he might be long but it's like pencil Ugh. and then they don't want it hemipenes through the ages <laughs> snakes start with small buds and grow larger and darker as the snake matures some of them aren't as dark like some species like whole species but in general they start out sort of Still sort of red, reddish, cherry red, because there's a lot of veins there. But they'll get older and they'll get darker, and some melanin will start to go into it. And ball pythons will actually get, like, purpler. But in boas, it's like a fleshy pink man-meat color. (laughs) (laughs) Um, This is a great podcast, by the way. Once again, this is a not safe for work podcast. Not safe for children. No, we're still talking about reptiles, technically, but <laughs> my God, it's getting heavy. And please remember that this is requested by our listeners. Yeah, supposedly y'all wanted this. Okay, so sperm plugs, it's sort of a misnomer in ball pythons. It's just like every time the snakes shed, they shed their hemipenes too. And in ball pythons, since they don't avert themselves that often, they. Just keep that old shed and jizz crust in their cloaca. <laughs> and because a mature male has a lot of hemipenes that have developed, he will have a lot of shed. So he'll have a lot of residue. So that's what people <laughs> mean <laughs> by sperm plugs. They don't actually form sperm plugs like they do in dogs, where it actually like plugs up the cloaca and inhibits other sperm to go in. It's another like weird nomenclature word that doesn't make sense. But if someone says it or if we say it, we know that it's hemipene sheaths right. and jizz. We know that. But if you say hemipene sheath and jizz to someone in public, they they're just I like... Don't, I don't like it. Yeah, no. <laughs> <sighs> Sperm plugs is a socially acceptable amount of 
mm-hmm. speak. It sounds professional-ish. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, little corn snakes and small colubrids that are amel type, you can see their hemipenes through the skin of their tail underneath. Did you know that? No, I didn't know that. It's That's like a really little, cool. Because their skin is so clear. It's like a little pink, little averted hemipene. So you can actually watch them like toothpaste tube and avert back out when you pop them. You don't even need to pop them. But I was just going to say, do you have to sex those if you can see it? No, but you know, you're there. You might as well <laughs> give it the old merry-go-round go. You know what I mean? Make sure it works. <laughs> Uh, it's so weird. What's wrong with it? <laughs> Boas, you can actually feel the hemipenes through the tail. Mm-hmm. <laughs> After a year or so, you can feel the hemipenes in a male corn through the tail, just like you can with a boa. Have you ever felt a hemipene in a male ball python, though? I have not. And I've touched their penes regularly. Um, Do you feel like you could feel it in like a skinny one? Or... Not that it would be conclusive of gender at all, but when I was learning to sex snakes, there's, there is this definite like pocket that you have to push on to invert them, but I wouldn't say I could push on that pocket and tell you if a peen was going to pop out. Like in boas and corn snakes, if people don't know, and I'm like pantomiming this, like this is a fucking video podcast, which it isn't, by the way, you just run your thumb along the bottom of the tail and you'll go la 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 la, and then you'll go in boas, you'll go bump bump. Because you'll hit, you'll be like pulling the hemipenes internally and they will stretch and then like snap back like little rubber bands inside of their junk. And that sounds more violent than it is. It's just like the slightest little bump bump as you like fall off the hemipenes as you're pulling them along. And in corn snakes, they don't bump. They just sort of, you're like going along and you like drop, you know, a millimeter because the the hemipenes are actually bulging inside of the snake's tail. And corn snakes get like such big, I don't know, crotch bulges eventually that you don't even need to do that because the males have such junk that it's really obvious on the tail externally. Not like hognose obvious where their tail is as long as their body almost because it's so full of uh, penis. (laughs) I've not witnessed that. (laughs) I'll show you my hognose. It's like the female's tail is like boop and the male's tail, even though he is one-fourth her size or something is like twice as long it's all penis he's basically a penis with eyes attached to it (laughs) real talk real talk now Mm -hmm. most snakes that are large enough can be probed but only certain ones can be popped and others can be felt if you're curious about your species you'll have to google which method works best right so you can't pop a boa basically ever maybe when they're really little that they're too strong so you need to do the feeling method or probe and then a ball python their junk falls out any day of the week (laughs) (laughs) like if it's like a a young male who's not used to pairing he and he's like a young adult he might be stronger and he won't pop but those males that have been around they'll just fall out they're just like boop even if they're an adult, they don't care. <laughs> we'll just let it hang out. Like, ready for action over <laughs> here. <laughs> Have you ever had, like, an old male horse? Obviously castrated, so it's a, a gelding. But they just let their junk just hang in the wind. <laughs> just let it out. It's such a huge penis, too. But they just, like, don't care at all anymore. That's a it's male like ball by ground. Yeah. There's fucking wind and grass blowing on it. <laughs> And they're like, whatever. I don't have balls, I, I so I don't it. care. 
<laughs> I have experienced that in horses. But yeah, they just got a lot of loose. It's like sunny out. It's want to air it out. Anyway, moving on from Smegma, horsesmegma.com. That's my new brand. <laughs> Her only fans. Next to the um, the water bibs. Mm-hmm. And then for lizards, obviously, I don't know if it, maybe it's not obvious at all, but like femoral pores would be how you would tell certain male lizards. Giant ball sacks would be how you sell certain geckos that are, it's really obvious then. But some lizards are fully cryptic and you'd have to do, use other methods like head size or whatever. Apparently, boa males like to mark their territory so they will... Just go ahead and read what I wrote, Janet. Read it verbatim. This is what she wrote. Boa males will blow loads all over their enclosure. All over. All the humanity. Little jizz here, little jizz there. He is setting up for date night. Real talk. Have you ever found ball python jizz in any male ball python's enclosure? No. I know. Why is it? Why? Why? I'll have like just strings of just like jizz plastered on the plexiglass. Like what? How did he get his tail and hemipenes up there in the water bowl dribbling around? Boas are just very productive in terms of jizz, in my he opinion. He just wants to make sure that it's fresh for the next time he gets to tickle that lady. I know. Why don't ball pythons do it? All right. Everybody write in. How much jizz have you found in which species? Thank you. I, I haven't seen corn snake jizz in their bowls either. They will like run around the cage desperately looking for anything to put their jizz in, but they won't like lose control of themselves all over. I feel like uh, the king snakes while pairing, like there was jizz all over because mm-hmm. he wasn't doing a very good job <laughs> of locking. He was just kind of like, <laughs> where do I put it? Right. Yeah, that the bowlers will do it by themselves. They are solo. Supposed to be solo jizzers sometimes, and I haven't had a lot of other mature bowids, so I wonder if there are any other like do anaconda jizz everywhere. I don't know. These are the questions that burn within me, not down there, Janet, in my heart. They burn <laughs> within me. I don't know why I put this bullet in there, but I really think it's funny whenever someone's hand gets like sexually assaulted by a crested gecko who's just like roided (laughs) up on testosterone and wants to have sex with their hand. And he's just like biting it and trying to... I have not experienced that. God bless crested geckos is what I'm saying. They're sex fiends. And that's why there's 10 million of them now as pets. Because they know what they need to do. And they get her done. Mm -hmm. What can go wrong with a hemipene? I mean, a hemi-penis. <laughs> what can go wrong with a hemi-penis, Jana? Tell me. Averted? Is that how you say that? Mm-hmm. Averted? Boners that swell due to trauma cannot be retracted, exposing the tissue to more trauma, leading to a potential infection and tissue death. Mm-hmm. Pretty bad for a boner. Also, like, my language gets worse as I go along. <laughs> <In the notes. laughs> I see this very scientific. Mm-hmm. Boners. Mm-hmm. <laughs> The treatment for this would be standard for prolapsed mucous membrane tissues, sugar or preparation H to reduce swelling, clean damp paper towels, and a potential vet visit to suture or ligate if the tissue begins to die. This is where my one dick snake comes in. Okay, go ahead. So he was not paired up with as many females as he wanted, and he was running the cage. And he, at some point between like feed day and water change day, he left his dick out. (laughs) 
And I should not laugh. This is terrible. So by the time I noticed everybody at home, the tissue had died already. It was mostly beef jerky. So that's like a long time. But he was just running it around in the substrate and he killed it. And so I tied it off with some floss and just separated it. See you later, little beef jerky penis. And then I, I think I used alcohol just to like sanitize the area. And then I left him on paper towels for a while. I was like, it didn't bleed. It had already like died and was gonna, probably going to fall off by itself soon. But he was fine. He's fine now. I tried to rehome as a pet of the show. That's probably what he should be. But since his, his other testy and hemi peen are still there, he can probably breed just fine. He just can't handle, you know, a whole Multiple, stack of right. ladies. I've definitely seen ball pythons sold with like broken dick, which I think is on here as boners that can break. They fill up their erections, snake erections, with blood the same way. Not exactly the same way, but the same idea. There's like a, a structure internally that fills with blood. That tissue can actually break. So if a female like pulls away real fast, mm-hmm. even if the penis Ooh. doesn't fall off, it can actually break the internal structure of the, the penis. Any penis. And so he could either never recover fully ever on that side... Hopefully be able to retract it in at least, but he might not be able to get a boner on that hemi penis ever again. So I've seen ball pythons for sure in Morph Market sold as one penis functioning snakes, even if they have both because they had a broken boner. Have you seen that? I have not seen that. And how would you know? They just get they listed a- in the like morph description. It's like... No, I know. I mean, like, how would I know as a breeder <laughs> that my snake's penis is busted? I'm assuming they noticed it because like... They pulled the tub open and then they watched her jerk away and then he he didn't want to lock ever again or his stuff stayed out and they had to like help him absorb it. And so they knew there was some sort of trauma there, swelling, antibiotics, whatever. That makes sense. So they just knew that it probably that was a a low functioning penis. We all experience that sometimes. Hemipenes can be retracted with bedding on them, which can lead to infection, loss of use of the hemipene or potentially death. I've definitely had snakes die from this. Not recently, but like last collection. It's just something you risk when you have loose substrate, no matter what the species. So for boas, because they're so jizzy, I've seen boas leave their hemipene out and just like drag it like a slug across the plexiglass. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like like a snail trail of jizz. I understand what you're so saying, I switch but I have not experienced it. to paper in or cardboard like corrugated cardboard in breeding season because they just do not give a fuck where their junk is ball pythons seem a little better like they wait until they're locked and corns do it too so a lot of people breed corns on paper also yeah i bred my kings on paper i don't know how much of that is like really necessary versus like what's the percent risk but it's not that hard to switch to paper when you're like pairing stuff so sometimes with corn snakes i will sometimes i won't you probably should do it all the time. It just depends on how many snakes you have and how many locks you're trying to get. Or if you're trying to supervise locks or not. Corn snakes, I, I don't supervise. They just do it. And then I retrieve them. And then it was so fast, it barely even happened. I do usually do like a, a junk check to make sure it looks like everything went back in post-lock. But I had some like shy, shy male corns this year. Some of them weren't rapey enough for my standards. What do you think? I think uh, try again next year and then then complain. Okay. Yeah, I mean, like my shy newbies. I didn't even know he was locking them. He obviously sired offsprings. I have them, 
but I never saw him walk all but one female because he was too scared to do it while people were around. It's weird. He had stage anxiety. We already sort of said this, but obviously if he loses or breaks a hemipenis, he has the other one to be back up. He just can't cover as many females. You should buy and sell a single hemipenis snake at a different price than a fully intact snake, but they shouldn't like immediately be relegated to like the dumpster. They're not just a pet only yet. Maybe they will be, but who knows? Disease in ball pythons caused by a novel species of bacterium, genus <laughs> Actinomyces. Help me out there. That was pretty close. Actinomyces? Actinomyces that caused lesions on the hemipenes cloaca and in some animals intruded into the cholelemic cavity and liver. Females can be infected, but only one had symptoms in the cloaca. Lesions also appear on the mouth as well, and females get oral lesions. How about in English for us, Jessica? It was a disease spread sexually by ball pythons that mostly infected males, cloacas, and hemipenes. If it got strong enough, it would expand into the body cavity and attack, like these tumors, other organs. And in animals that were infected systemically, it would also, even though they were infected in their cloaca, it would form also in the mucosa of the mouth. So females had almost none on their junk. Males full of diseased tissue on their junk. All of them infected and able to give it to each other. And this was caused by a bacterium, not a virus. If you could figure out what antibiotic it was sensitive to, you could have potentially treated the lesions growths with antibiotics before they got bad and saved those animals. Because some of them couldn't even like bring everything fully back into their body. Like the tumors were making their cloaca stay like open. It's a great paper. Everybody should read it. Because this is like a, a novel bacteria that decided within a colony to just do what it wanted and just normal ball python pairing spread it and then the person only identified there was an issue once they noticed that there was like gross changes in the bodies of the animals so your junk can get tumors on it jana yes yes it can mm-hmm. and snakes aren't using condoms because that's not why they're why they're there that's it i that's all i thought about with penises we've probably talked about penises now for an hour yeah. and 15 minutes <laughs> Wow. Wow. It probably won't be that long for you guys. <laughs> we'll cut some of that down. Well, I won't. Jessica will. Mm-hmm. So if anybody has any more questions about penises, Jana would love to, to take on that duty. Slide into my DMs. Mm-hmm. No, just Don't send pictures of your penises to into our DMs. <laughs> but you can send pictures of your snake's penises to our DMs. Thank you. Gosh. Thank you. And one day we'll do female reproduction because, my God, is it exciting. Because snakes are really fun on the female side because they do, every snake is different species, do everything differently. And we've, like, garter snakes are, like, the most, like, a placental mammal you can get. The babies get a large percent of their calories, not from the egg itself, but from the mother. Wow. Garter snakes are wow. fun. It's garter like snakes are cool. I got offered a trio, a proven trio. A red-sided? Mm-hmm. Are you buying them? I haven't decided. I mean, that's the same kind you have now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know. That's on the, the to-buy list. Mm-hmm. Uh, they want 2500 for the trio, which isn't terrible. 
I mean, if they're yeah, nice I... looking and they don't have crypto, you have that money. Yeah, I mean, I'd have to get a crypto guarantee first, and I'd have to quarantine them somewhere. I don't really, I really would like to get everybody out to the snake shed before I bring any new creatures, especially something that's potentially got crypto. I just, I don't know, I'm, I'm feeling a little gun shy on buying anything right now. Even so though is it would everybody be good, else, apparently. Yeah, so I just am like, Ugh. Uh, I'm going to regret this later, but for right now, it just feels like the wrong timing. All right, I have a question. Do you think Dave Kaufman is going to regret making the Ball Python movie? Yes. Can I say something before we start with this news? We're on news now, everybody. I watched it and didn't think much of anything. I was like, whatever, it seems fine. And then you sent me a message that was colored in a certain way, and I'm like, are people mad about this movie? And so I had to go like look... And I was like, oh. Around and there was lots of people that were right, but uh, but this is def a big like thing where I'm like, why are people mad about it? I need to go understand because I didn't feel particularly mad after I watched. I it. could tell, I could tell that you could tell that I was upset and that you were not upset. Not at all. It was very clear that you were like, yeah, I I watched it. What? <laughs> yeah, I mean, we can get into it now because now is the time. First of all, I just want to say that I appreciated that he went to Africa and that he filmed this movie and that there that he asked, you know, some questions that lots of us wanted him to ask. He, you know, did humidity and temperature in ball python burrows and other things. But and I mean, he did preface it with that this was not his priority. And so but wasn't this his priority? Is what wasn't his he... priority? The shots that he was getting, like, which thing took a back burner? This movie, or was this the main thing that he was shooting for? Because remember when he came out, right when he got back, he did a big vlog about his experience. And oh, he yeah. said that he was really mm -hmm. disappointed with some of the shots that he got. Was the, he talking about this? I think he was just talking about in general. He, like, he oh, couldn't okay. get all the shots he wanted everywhere he wanted it. What so, was I your mean, primary I, complaint for you? I just, I, I want to get through being nice first. Okay, be I nice. Be a bitch. Okay, okay. So, so, I mean, like, I'm not trying to degrade his efforts and no, I've never been to Africa and, and all those things. So, I mean, like, in general, good for you. But I just didn't care for it. <laughs> like, was it boring or it just... did you not like that he was, like, sweating the whole time and he looked like he wanted <laughs> to take a shit? <laughs> no. Things that he was taking as, like, fact or things that he was taking as, like, debunking the myths. You know, you're talking to one person or you're talking to two people. You know, obviously, English isn't their first language, so there's some, some barriers there in general. And then you're taking it as, like, fact. And then also, like, I felt like they were saying something different than what he was interpreting them saying. Like, ball pythons don't use trees but yet the people who are out there catching them say monsoon season all pythons are up in trees i'm not saying that that makes them semi or arboreal or anything like that i'm just saying that the people he was talking to that were out collecting them in the field say yes when it's monsooning they're up in trees did you read the the paper from nigeria there's a couple of them uh-uh okay he's responding to that paper yes and I understood that. And he said, you know, there's an area that's got more trees and 
the ones that we get imported are not the ones from the areas with trees but the areas that he was in that is which is where we get ball pythons from the people said while it was monsooning they would go up in trees and it doesn't matter if it was a specific area that this paper was talking about where ball pythons go up in trees it's still the same genus right like so like to me when he said that no alarm bells were raised he was just saying they will facultatively use trees when they have them available but most of these ball pythons do not have trees available and choose not to use them unless it's like a a monsoon season their burrows are flooded and they must use them so that didn't sound weird to me and other people not even you have said like he was implying that they never use trees even though his people said they use trees but i was like it just sounds like he's just being like they mostly don't use trees because they don't want to in this area right so they're not using trees because they're like hey a tree i'd like to climb a tree yay like you said it was it was based on my burrows flooded oh shit i better get to dry land There was a lot of points that he was making that were pretty hokey and do you, do I you guess feel maybe like... like the overall style of it, like being like a vloggy type movie, but he was also trying to be like super serious, like National Geographic. And so the mix of the two was the, the tone was lost on me. Um, do you think if he had ADR stuff afterwards, he did do some ADR as it was, but instead of doing less of him talking in the field and trying to pick the right words to explain what he meant while sweating and having malaria and just shit himself, you think he would have picked better ways to describe his point if, if he, he did put it more in ADR? Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, I absolutely think that it would have benefited a lot from putting in audio after or like there was like the one scene where he's trying to talk to this guy and the guy's picking his nose <laughs> and i'm like really you couldn't just like edit that part out and then re-say what you were trying to say because he did it right in the middle of when Kaufman was speaking and i'm just like really <laughs> right he could know, have cut like, to was... b-roll of the snake and still had his Correct. audio is that what you right. mean yeah. i mean i don't produce movies i don't go to africa and i just i was really looking forward to it and i and i feel like it was very hokey and very b-rolly which i mean he had said i guess he had warned us that it was going to be i just to me it felt like his one of his normal videos just longer yeah you expected more of like a cinematic quality (laughs) or something i don't know what i was expecting but i just Maybe I'll need to watch it again because I was just so irritated the whole time I was watching it. It was on Sansom Snakatorium this morning. As like I heard that and I haven't listened to it, but I heard that he did not care for it either. No. As always, surprised. Who cares about this one? And I don't care. I'm usually like to, I'm all about caring. But this time I was like, oh, whatever. Just fucking another. Also, like the very first snake that he shows looks like hot garbage. And I understand this is a wild snake and he's showing it, but he had to have had footage from other snakes. But the first one he shows is hot trash. She just looked and he's like, look at this beautiful girl. And I'm like, she looks like an inch from death. She looked so bad. Yeah, but you haven't been herping, Deanna. No, I've never been herping. So is that what you they were like in the wild? You've seen shit roll out of a hibernacula and it's like, yeah. <laughs> it's been <laughs> Sitting in there half decaying for six months. And it's like shedding for the first time. It's got all this shit. Even snakes around here. They look better later. 
I'm, I don't know, very unbothered. And so many people are so bothered. Also, do you think Dave Kaufman is racist? Allegations of racism have been somehow levied based on this I movie. I didn't get any kind of racism. Right. I'm so Dave confused. Kaufman. I even asked the Discord. I'm like, is this... Please check my white privilege. I don't fucking... I can't... I didn't feel like it was racist, but what do I know? Uh, I'm not an African person. I'm not from Benin. So, I mean, obviously I don't get to say, but I didn't get that vibe from him at all. I felt like he was trying to show their culture and show their religions. And I... Actually, that was like part of the parts that I liked. Do you think um, he was disrespectful at the meat market by being sort of... So that was really frustrating Not stoic for me. About it, just I don't like feel like it up. that may have been like culturally insensitive. I don't feel like it was racist. In most of these kinds of third world countries, those kinds of markets, like even like Japan, China, whatever. I mean, Not that, Japan. That's very... Japan is beautiful. I'm full of pure grocery stores, packaged goods. Okay, You're thinking well, of whatever. wet markets. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, like the fin, oh, shark know. fin soup and the stingrays. And I mean, like, it's just like, that's normal. And so he was like, kind of a big boob baby about it. Do you I think, think he, he was, was dying of like heat exhaustion or malaria at that moment? And so he couldn't like tough it out the smells. That's what I just immediately thought. I was like, he's being like overly sensitive about obviously injured and sick and di- dead animals. But like, um, he probably had malaria. He probably was dying. He hadn't eaten. I mean, like you said, he like barely had enough calories to not be dead a day. Right. Is um, that why he acted a little less stoic than maybe he should have been? That would have been respectful in that context. Yeah, I mean, that's that's. Am I making probably... up excuses for Dave Kaufman? Because that's what I thought no. immediately. It was like he's being no, whiny, no. and then he yeah. should probably just have ADR some of the audio. That he would know that these kinds of places were going to be there. You right. Know? He like, ob- he went there on purpose. Them out. Right, yeah. Right, and so then, and then he just seemed so affected by them. But heat exhaustion, lack of sleep, lack of food, all of that. I mean, I, if you can't filmed me in a foreign place with all those things, um, I would definitely have not have have been as you professional been as the him. Whole time. I would have been. It would have been offensive to anyone watching. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think I need to rewatch it. I just think people I have been incredibly know. hard on him, and I'm still confused. Why? Yeah, I, I feel like I should be really hard on him, but I also, he did a really hard thing, and none of us have done that really hard thing, so I'm trying to, like, devil's advocate over here, and, like, maybe I'm being a little cunty about it. Yeah, it was not my favorite, and I was really, really looking forward to it. All right, what about the ASF hot take? The ASF hot take, I don't feel like he had enough sources for me to take that as valid because he shows it to like one person and then he shows it to the the guy the one breeder in was that ghana that's breeding all pythons looks like he had like ars racks too like i know the were... did he get those those are those european ones i don't know how he got oh. them but this oh okay brand. And obviously he had domestic rats to feed his ball pythons. And so he was like, huh? But it would be interesting to learn where the demographic for ASS. Because I have seen, there's like a YouTuber that lives in South Africa. And he breeds ASFs and stuff for the the local people who own pet snakes. And so... Right, but ball pythons don't live in South Africa. So there is a ASF family member in the entire range of ball pythons. It's just, my understanding is west of Lake Victoria, they're not that common. They're kind of rare. 
So a ball python west of Lake Victoria probably does not eat that many ASFs. It eats other kinds of rats and birds. But do they like ASFs? Yes. I think what, what he was trying to say while struggling from heat exhaustion and only eating chicken and rice was that they're not magically the only thing destined for a ball python to eat because they don't eat that many of them here. But he sh- could have like popped up a range map or something on the, the movie. And yeah. Like, Here's the range of these seven species of native rodents. And they're here. I just but think he could have common. taken his entire video footage and, and ADR'd it with like ADR'd graphics it. At, right. And, and added things like that, like the range and the like maps and like he just could have done, but it was such like a vlog style and it needed a little more sophistication. And like you said, if you're deranged and starving and tired and shit's falling out of your mouth that maybe shouldn't fall out of your mouth, ADR <clears throat> that, you know, it's just like. Right. He didn't, he shouldn't have shown a picture of a ASF that had a color mutation to the person to potentially right. identify. He should have showed correct. a wild type. Like, that wasn't correct. a fair analysis. But his point is still correct. Ball pythons probably do not interact with that particular species that but if often. He said it how right, he said it. Right, he didn't say it like that. And he, he, did not he didn't say give it like, like a fair like assessment. And then he should have also been like these are the 15 species of rodents that a ball python could maybe jam down and maybe these birds in this area. So an ASF is still fine because it's a rodent that is shaped nice for and is yummy. Ball pythons are obviously pretty cool, pretty chill. Like I feed my ball pythons birds. They don't, some of them eat it, some of them won't. It's mostly like habituation at this point, but people should feel okay about doing whatever. I think he's just responding to the people who are like, ASF is the intended food for a ball python and that anything else is inferior. How do you feel about that? That's what it felt like he was responding to. He didn't say that, but I was like, okay, he's responding to... You just filled in a lot of informational gaps and took into account how sleep-deprived, malaria-ridden... I know, but isn't that what I was supposed to do? Like, I felt like he was responding to Liam, and he was responding to, like, balls to you. Balls to you has been like, ASFs are full of more protein, and it's like, uh, are they, bud? Just depends on like the protein fat ash ratio of each individual animal. Okay. <laughs> like you're just making shit up. And ASF is magically the intended food item for ball pythons by God ordained like little dew drops. They spring from the grass for ball pythons to eat. And I'm like, not, they can eat them. They don't have to eat them. Clearly there's many generations of non ASF eating ball pythons and they're fine. Yeah. So it, they're all of these options are fine. I agree that Dave didn't really communicate that, but I just felt like I was filling those blanks in. And I was like, yeah, I agree, Dave. And then moving on. Yeah. Do you feel like making fun of the weird religion feature that included alien visitation was culturally insensitive? I don't feel like he was making fun of it. People have said that. Let me just put it that way. I'm just trying to like... Oh, see, I don't feel like he made fun of it at all. I feel like he said they knew stuff scientifically that they shouldn't have known. That doesn't seem like he's making fun of it. That seems like he's giving you the option to decide if you believe it or not. I don't feel like he made fun of any of that. I feel there was, like was a little really bit of like a, I don't know, sardonic head tilt to the camera and like a tone of voice. That, I guess that. Listen, <laughs> I don't know. I watched it and I was like, oh, whatever. It was kind of boring. And then I turned it off and it was fine. And then everyone was like, Brah! 
Yeah. And also, just to be clear, if you have a ball python at home that's a pet and you want to give it any sort of vertical space, good. Go ahead. Please do it. But they don't, in my opinion, require a climbing opportunity to have a full biological experience with their life. They like it, though. My favorite... My favorite is the people who are like, you must do a four by two by two for a ball python or it'll die. And then they're like, it needs climbing opportunities. But their version of climbing opportunities are like sticks that are tied together that are like leaning against the corner. So they're not even like any sort of horizontalness. Hard branches that are up to the and across and like, yeah. They're not even across. There's no like ledge or something. If you're going to give vertical space, you need to give them a way to use it. Just like de facto giving them a four by two by two because someone told you to do that on Not Another Pet Rock, the Facebook group. You're not helping. A ball python likes branches but prefers ledges because it has a fat ass, okay? So if you're going to do a four <laughs> so, by two, do like sky hides and like a nice shelf and maybe some branches so it can like go up there. So it can get up there, yeah. yeah they'll love that. Good. Great. But this like four by two by two with nothing up also there. Leaned against branch <laughs> yeah fuck that leaned up against branch shit i've seen people i won't name any names but if people watch youtube you can figure it out you're advocating for something you're not doing so either stop advocating for it or put it in a fucking shelf my god or even just like a tupperware with a hole drilled into it that's more of a shelf than whatever the fuck this twig is leaning against the corner of the pvc i'm not gonna say fuck you but i'm saying you're dumb so try harder Stop judging people who use racks when you can't even figure out how to use your fucking vertical space. Sorry, I got excited. I'm getting hot. Yeah. Gotta rub the nips. Hot over ready. there, yeah. <laughs> anyway, that was Dave Kaufman's Ball Python movie. Poor Dave Kaufman. Oh, buddy. You're not listening, but if you are, I just want to hug Yeah, you I thought it was fine. I'm sure that that was like a horrific experience, <laughs> and now you're getting shat on for it. Did you watch his little, like, picking morph? video i could not do any more dick i'm sorry that one was better because it was like a tighter like 10 12 minute video or whatever where he was just like picking through babies and talking about the ball python industry how is he picking through like wild caught babies yeah or well you mean like ranched babies for morphs and he's like this one's cool and this one's not and this one's cool just you could see how it's done and their stupid technique of incubating where they throw wet sawdust on top of just piles of eggs. And they're like, I'm sure some of them will hatch. Yeah. Hopefully and the then they like dig through it yeah. in like three months. And then, oh, look, a baby. Yeah. They just sort of emerge. And they're like, okay, some of them are alive. Uh-huh. So I don't remember what I was talking about. How like they were saying female incubated ones were doing better because the artificial ones, they weren't really paying attention to the humidity. That was the that was the physical difference. I saw I saw it in the movie. Yeah, I was just like, oh no, oh no no. Seems real real sanitary. I got real mad about during one of his little speeches how he's worried about the skin trade. He like called out PETA as like we need to combine with PETA, and I was like, oh MJ's gonna have a heart attack, and he's like, to get the skin that? trader. Yes, he said right, we need to get bad. together, PETA. PETA, we need to get together, and we need to stop these skin traders, and we need to import all the normals. And it's like, what are we going to do with all these normals that you're wanting to import? Like, everybody go out to Outback and buy, you know, the 10 for whatever. It's like, ah, 
oh, that part just kind of really ticked me off. I don't remember. Like, you don't call out PETA. He is right, though. Like, if you do not import them alive, there is no reason to keep them alive. And that's true for ball pythons and blood pythons and other animals that are skin traded. he's not wrong about that, but that doesn't mean that every human is responsible for importing a normal from correct Ghana so, so they're not killed and the, sold. the correct answer isn't to import more normals or do the invisible arc thing which one day we'll do an episode on that and how i don't think that that's real and doesn't matter bridge farm says that that people who have ball pythons and like them should try to send just money just give money just be like ball python reserve you know we're a bunch of entitled fucking westerners what if we just gave them money for schools or whatever and like here's your school and keep the ball python temple open where it's illegal to kill ball pythons and here's money for your school so you don't have to go do bush meat more fucking communism again Jana. you're bringing it up <laughs> i'm just sitting here what no. did i do yeah i, I brought it up the fucking pinko liberals taking over the podcast what i'm saying is <laughs> the way to make so i don't know if you knew this or not but at the turn of the century we had eaten damn near every animal in the not the last century but the century before that so from the 1800s to 1900s most wild animals were gone in the u.s most forests were gone in the u.s everything had been chopped down at least one time or burned on accident or on purpose so in the u.s we shot and ate everything for fun and because we were not good at agriculture, particularly. So we've already done that. So Benin and Ghana and Togo and Nigeria are in the phase that we were in in the 1890s, where bushmeat is still like an important resource. We almost killed white-tailed deer, right? All of them. And, and bison. Yeah, because we just fucking shot them all. We killed lots mm-hmm. of things we needed, like passenger pigeons and American chestnut. When we figured out how to do agriculture better and we stop eating bushmeat and needing to burn wood for fuel we can make like good conservation decisions about wildlife resources can't do that if you're don't have the money to do that this is a first world luxury that we're talking yeah so they might really if you need to feed your family right so they might kill ball pythons getting through this process all of them but they also might not the answer isn't to import a bunch of ball pythons probably it is to help the people of these countries join the rest of us in privileged position, running water, schools, access to resources, and then they won't need or particularly want to eat or sell for trade snakes or whatever, Savannah monitors. All right, is that enough Dave Kaufman? How do you feel about Dave Kaufman? I guess that I feel bad for him. <laughs> he went through hell and now he's getting just shat on, but I did not care for his movie. I'm sorry, Dave. Yeah. I'll rewatch it through the filter of dying of malaria, shitting yourself every day, and starving, and see how I do. You don't have to rewatch it, but if you want to. I yeah, know. we all know Janet just doesn't have time to do that. Right. So. All right, let's talk about genetic testing. For some reason, Will Morose does not think that genetic testing for valuable ball python mutations will be good for the ball python hobby. Did you get a chance to watch it? So I watched about thirty-five. That's enough. Minutes, That's enough. And it was, I was the one that was ready to stab my eyes. <laughs> what? Because it was boring. Um, 
they were just like arguing and they didn't agree and they just like were repeating themselves. They were a repeating lot. themselves. And I feel like the basic gist, you tell me if I'm wrong, is that Kenova was like, this means nothing to me. <laughs> My mm. shit's so good that I don't need this. But what? I think that it's happening. Oh, yeah. okay. I already disagree. I don't think that's what he meant. But I think it's happening and it's going to be more like we just, it's going to be part of the industry. So yes, it has to happen up. because people will do it. So to be competitive, Correct. you must also do it. Correct. So he's like, buckle up. It's happening. But he's like, I'm just going to use my visuals and not have any posets anymore because fuck that noise. Um, and then I felt like RCR was like, this is absolutely a game changer. We're not all Justin. And I'm super fucking excited to have this resource available. Okay, maybe we watch different shows. Will is <laughs> is against it. He thinks it will be too fast. It'll speed up the speed at which we get doubles and triples. I did not get that he was against it at all. That was the at whole all. point, is Will is against it and Justin is for it. I got the exact opposite of that. That's interesting. All right, maybe you need to watch some more. But Will agrees that it's A, going to happen with or without him, and B... Obviously, most people won't do it for their head albino. You know what I mean? But if someone is like a high-end pairing and makes Desert Ghost Pied 66% head clowns, they will obviously test them all or sell the 100% heads as 100% heads because it changes the value proposition of those animals a lot. Mm -hmm. I think Will was just concerned it was going to make it faster. And then Justin kept coming with like, well, what? how much faster would it actually be in the end? It just means you have less holdbacks because you're holding back the exact animals that are correct instead of all of them and then guessing. Yeah, maybe I do need to go rewatch it. Yeah. I did watch it, though. <clears throat> Good job. You don't have to. I just, it was interesting because it was actually Will's idea because Justin is doing it and Will is the most scared that it will make it too fast. What does he mean by too fast? Let's say you go by Desert Ghost Het G-Stripe Clown and then you go breed it to... Het clowns and G-stripes and whatever. Well, I have an enhancer het G-stripe and I I'm bred it to a clown. I'm just making up an example. I'm just saying you can now, with 100% certainty, keep the females that are 100% hets and not have to share space with pos hats. Okay, so how, what is the, the faster concern? Like you he can pick means, a male. Oh, it's, it's going to devalue the right. double het projects because everybody's going to be able to get there faster. I got it. Yes. I got it. Okay. But it also will face. make it so that no one will sell... Something that is a het cheaper than it should be because they think it's a 66%. So then people can't get in and get lucky. Right. So wouldn't that actually make the price stable longer? Because nobody can get lucky and get in. Yeah, I guess. So like, I think that it would make it stabler. Right. <laughs> and even if you had like a male thing that's like het clown, het pied, het g-stripe, het mm -hmm. desert ghost. And you bred him to like 10 females. You might not actually get a female that is all those genes again because you're running the odds to hit them all it's five like times. or something. Mm. It might even be more than that. It would be 254 or whatever. 264. Jesus. To hit one, and then it has to be female, so it's times, so it's 512. Right, 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 right. To hit one that has all of them, but you will get a bunch that are doubles and stuff. So right. They, they were just worried that someone could like buy one male and then not have to keep all 10 hundred females they would know exactly which projects those females go in and then speed up the speed at which we would 
drop prices. My opinion is it really doesn't matter what anybody thinks. It's going to happen anyway. So whatever. Buckle up. And uh, my other point is the technology that would determine if your snake is hepied or desert ghost is the exact same technology that would detect viral RNA. Yeah, that's just a little frustrating for me that uh, we had to buckle up for this testing, but the other kind of testing no one's talking about. (laughs) We're talking about it, dang it, and we're making a difference. No, they, yeah, there were a couple of people in the like women's keeping group who were like, I just tested all my snakes today. Yeah, that was so cool. I know, it's, it's definitely happening. It's so happening. Suck it. All those people are like, yeah, Billy went through his thing and then and then nothing happened after that. The industry didn't change. Oh, it is changing. I've seen it change in two or three years and it's getting more changery. Like I've seen people's store policies include seven days full health guarantee no matter what. Way more often in the last couple of months. Way more often. So suck it. No, I'm happy about it. Yeah. Just like a quick note. We're not going to go over because it's insane. But go to USR Florida's Instagram and see what shit's going down in Florida. Because it is fucking crazy. Right now, even ball pythons and carpet pythons and boas are potentially on the to-be-assessed list. Yeah. The new rules where you have to self-report injuries and stuff like that are actually, like, insane. So if you're in Florida and you're like, I'm just like a casual ball python person, you need to get active because that place sucks ass. Sorry, Florida. If you're a boa person, you just need to leave because it's not going to work out good. Did you see that picture of the sugar lavender that Royal... I saw it, like, a week ago. It looked fucking good. I know. Why? Why is it so good? It's so orange. Because sugar needs to be in everything <laughs> watch out world i'm gonna do the sugar g-stripe clowns i'm really excited about it yeah i was just like i don't usually like lavender combos but like as just like a one gene lavender it's pretty hot yeah. yeah it looks really good i'll have that video in the show notes did you see the cypress spider combo that dpr produced Mm-mm. i just wanted to point out that it looked really weak i know why it's because it's a cypress spider but it wasn't dead and it wasn't all white but it looks weird in the video, and I want everybody to look at it and think if it's weird or not. Not a Lelic, okay. by the way, but definitely a, an animal I would not produce again. I don't know why he did that to begin with. But holy mackerel. It didn't wasn't wobbly. It just looked like it was not aware Formed of where correctly. it was. Yeah. New hognose morph. Skull face hognose. And that's a lavender and I think an arctic. So, like, what am I seeing here? Because these look funky as hell. They don't have the head pattern. They're, like, bald heads but they're okay yeah i mean i guess it's a new morph interesting jana thinks no chris thought they looked ugly and i'm like listen yeah they look the one on the right looks like like it's not okay <laughs> what do you mean i don't know it's like looks like it's see-through and like it's it's lavender they're all look, look like that when they're born uh, yeah I didn't... you can like see its brain i don't know i don't like it <laughs> Okay, everybody at home, you can't see its brain. It's just like, since the head has no pattern, it's just like this like gray uniform dome. Did you see the super chocolate puzzle hypo? World's first. Nope. Jana. <laughs> Alright, everyone should go look at that. We'll skip everything else. Do you have any collection updates? Pastel Clown laid today, and she's from the Enhancer Head G-Stripe boy. So that's exciting for me. I think I'll keep a boy back from that if I get one. Anyway, five eggs from her. 
I think she's the first to lay from that male. And not girls or in addition to girls? Oh, yeah. In addition to girls, I think. Because I have a Enhancer Het Clown 66 G-Stripe girl. 2021. Um, oh, maybe. Yeah, 2021 from Billy. I don't have a male for yet. So, see. Nope, you? I have a ball python born. A ball python born? <laughs> no, I hit a GHI Mystic Clown. Oh, yes. Tell, tell all. I saw it. So... Around day 52, the two smallest boob eggs were too desiccated. I think it's because they were boob eggs. They didn't have, like, the, the surface area to volume was messed up. So I actually cut them early to add water. And so one of them survived and one of them didn't. But the other pipped out, the other three. And so we got three living clowns, a deceased male mystic heck clown, a female mystic heck clown, and then a GHI mystic clown female. Yeah, thank God. What's weird, though, is, like, it's almost, you know how it's, like, really zigzaggy? Mm-hmm. I don't know what's doing that. I'm assuming Extreme G, but I have no idea. Because I don't, GHI Mystic Clowns I've seen are with pastel. That ruins yeah. everything. So I can't tell what it's supposed to yeah. look like. Uh, yeah, I mean, you might just have to grow up and see what she throws, but she pretty. <laughs> She's nice. Yeah, she's real nice. Hopefully she doesn't <laughs> die or something stupid. You know, like babies will sometimes die. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah. I'm glad I hit something interesting this year in the ball python world. But what were your other... The other clowns are just clowns. Males or females? Males. Yeah, so it's kind of... Oh, it was lame, damn. right? You're like, oh. But the but the golden goose is right. a girl. So, so when, it, well. when it counted, it was a girl. And I had a boa litter today. I saw that too. You digging through the... Slimy. It's satisfying. Slimy. What was those? What were they supposed to be? That was nearly headless Nancy's litter. The snake I don't ever take a picture of. The big one you got off a of Craigslist because mm-hmm. you thought she would be like full of disease and she's not? Mm-hmm. She had oh. the biggest babies I have ever seen come out of a boa. What were they? Are they just normals? Like what she was are they? bred to a pastel dream Key West Motley. So I think that she is a raptor, but like an unproven line of raptor. What's raptor? It is a gene that in the single gene form looks like a circle black letter tail, but the sides are striped. And the super form is like, like everything stripes harder and like the saddles connect more, but the tail will stripe in these big sort of flowery tail saddles. Look up a super raptor. That would probably be the most helpful. Okay. So what do you think her babies are? Well, if she's a raptor, she could only make raptor Key West, raptor Mollies, raptor Key West Mollies, Key West Mollies, and normals. Okay, so they are, aren't all a bunch of normals. Do you think they're normals from the pictures? I don't I was watching it on my phone and was very sleep deprived. And this one right here, hang on. Dang it. The first animal I show to me looks like a Key West raptor because it has a Key West saddle, but it has perfectly connected sides. Key West don't always, don't normally do that. What I need to do is find an older male raptor to breed to her next year or whatever. And figure out what she is. What was What's most insane here is her babies are gigantic. Like they could eat an adult mouse already. She didn't have a ton of them. I think there's maybe 20 something there. But they are huge. Like Yeah, big. but she was a big, big girl, wasn't she? She's bigger, but she's not like, she's probably seven and a half eight feet she's not as she, i have other snakes that are as big as her but she just chose to have the biggest fucking babies of all time because she wanted to like I, I don't even know how to describe it like they're 
Like my one-year-old Longicata is smaller than her babies. Whoa. And some of my six-month-old or nine-month-old things I wish, things I wish from you last... could do a side-by-side, but that's not... You can't do yeah, that. Yeah, well, the stuff from last fall is about the same size. These are Do you have any of like babies. a picture of those ones on your hand so that you could show me like a side by side picture? I mean there's that picture of like the baby in the yoke. Mm-hmm. That's a little boa that's pretty small. It like fits in the palm of my hand. But her babies, I swear to god, are like curled up would fit on my palm and then like a third of my fingers or something. So it's like pretty cool. Yeah, it's fine. I just boas are funny like that. Like some of them will have a trillion little babies. Lots of big babies. Or not very many little babies. They, do, they just do different stuff. What's the one that has the, like, really pretty tail? A normal? Is that what you're pointing at? Is that a normal? I don't know. See, the one I'm picking up in the video right now is a Key West Raptor. The top is striped. Yeah, and then the The Raptor has striped the sides. Yeah, I'm talking about just, this is probably a normal. This one right here. That's a normal, Jana. It's so pretty. <laughs> yes, normals are pretty. You're right. Yeah, I, this was a weird pairing, mostly because, like, I, now I need to go check and see if she has arena, obviously, after giving yeah. birth. But that's okay. I did do a what bunch of crypto checks. What do you do with the checks. babies while you're waiting for that result to get back? They just sit in a, in a baby bin somewhere by themselves. Like, all together, or? Yeah. Yeah, okay. If you wanted to separate them. Then you're going to contaminate a bunch of other places until you right. them for more information. Yeah. No, I was just curious if you could just dump them all in a bin together until you knew more. Mm-hmm. And they shed it like they 10, 14 that... days, just like a bull okay. does, so it's... So they can be kept together for that yeah. two-week period. I'm just okay. like really overwhelmed by how big they are. It is like... I don't think I've ever had a bull litter ever that has babies this big. It's like North Brazilians where they come out and they're like like the size of a penis. Okay? I just wonder like if she's got older genetics... Because she's 15. So she's not so much, so she's not so much, like, muddy. You know what I mean? Sure. I mean, sure. But 15 years ago wasn't... We're old as shit, Jana, right? It's, <laughs> it's 2022. So 15 years ago was still... She was born as I was, like, getting out of the hobby. So, yes, it's a different... Yeah, because you said you can't find the quality that right. you could find back then. So she might still have snuck in some of that quality. Right. Except she's ugly, so... But her, her babies aren't ugly, right? Uh, no, no. She just had like a bad time. Whoever kept her like two pets ago, let her put her head through something that cut her neck somewhere. And so when it, the scar tissue healed, it healed tight. So it like pulls her mouth a little bit. You can it see in the video, totally... her little face is a little misshapen. So all that scar tissue is healed and totally fine. It probably happened 10 years ago. Well, that's what I call her ne- nearly headless Nancy. Cause... What video? Oh, Oh, okay. The one before it. I yeah. haven't watched that one yet. It's just a funny video with Lord of the Rings in it. She just lets you take her babies out without eating them? No, yet? she wanted to kill me. Yeah, because don't you normally put them in like a bin with like a, a rat or something? Yeah, and I then didn't try to rat her out? this time, but she still wanted to kill me. So I left her in the bin with the rat. See if the rat's gone when we finish this podcast. Happy birthday, baby boas. What are your like next clutches doing? Did you have like anything you're looking forward to? You don't ever fucking post on Instagram anymore, so I can't tell what you're doing. It's just like one picture every five days. <laughs> um, we have to do like smoke signals to get up, fucking figure out what Jana's doing. What's Jana doing? In two weeks, I have my um, pastel 
clown clutch that was bred to my DG Posat Cryptic, and so we'll know if he's Sat Cryptic. Oh, that'll be fun. Hopefully. That'll be really fun. Um, in about 20 days, I have my double hat clown G-stripe clutch from the NG clown bred to my multi-gene G-stripe male. So hopefully we'll have some GHI NG double hat girls deliciousness in there. I have another highway clutch coming and a real funny why the heck did I do that clutch? Uh, another highway clutch for it's a vanilla cream, yellow belly, orange stream, and I bred her to my highway male. <laughs> so every baby is going to be vanilla or fire, yellow mm. belly or gravel, <laughs> plus like 10 other Did genes. you want to do that? Yeah, I wanted to prove out that she had yellow belly. I can breed her into some other projects. The babies are going to be real fun. <laughs> if I take them to the show, I'll probably just label them, you know, fire, yellow belly, or whatever. Are you keeping any of them? Oh, if I hit a highway, probably. Okay. How if many it's like a highway I thought you were only female. keeping like 10 snakes, Uh I'd have to go count how many I have from this year so far. It's like at least nine already. Mm, that's a lot. How many did you want to keep this year, realistically? Before everything changed, <laughs> I wanted to keep... I have two FB10 racks, so I wanted to keep uh, less than 28. So I think 20 was my estimate. Cool. But you already have nine. Mm-hmm. But I also have an entire breed and breeder rack that has nobody in it. And I have an entire FB20 rack with nobody in it. And um, I sold some girls this show. So now I have my Sea Serpent like nine stack that's completely empty. So I got, I got nothing but room over here for holdbacks. <laughs> holdbacks all day. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to keep back. And then at the end of the year, I'll make like final cuts because then I'll know what I've produced all year. So I'll probably have 40 in my rack that say holdbacks, and then I'll decide once the next season starts, if that makes sense. Because mm -hmm. last year I sold some thinking I would get more, and then I didn't, and then I was like, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm being real um, <clears throat> conservative. Yeah, I like being conservative. Oh, and one final note. I did talk to some people. I don't think they want to mention names, but they vended some shows and sold one snake one corn snake <laughs> and i was like wow oh, that's success so wow so we did do good we at the did show. great you did great I, I am i am feeling much better about it this week i just needed some distance i'm looking forward to ending the show on the 20th down in portland and then I have another one in Spokane in September. I, I'm looking forward to it. And I um, got my daughter a lot of merchandise. We'll see if she rocks out this show too. You know, maybe we'll phase out the snakes and phase in the, you know, the plushies. <laughs> I heard you don't have to feed or clean the poop of plushies. Yeah, no, I just um, smashed them into a box and duct taped the hell out of it. Right. And they're, they're good for the next month. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds awesome. <sighs> All right, I think we did it. See you guys next week. Bye. Bye.